Okay, well, uh, y'all, super big treat tonight. Uh, Sam and Logan from Era 4444 agreed to come back on after some time off. So gentlemen, thank you so much for joining again. Thanks for having us. Thank you for having us. Of course, y'all are the first people that we're speaking with after we've crossed 10,000 total listens on the podcast. So uh, it, it felt right to bring back somebody to kind of celebrate that. Oh, that's awesome. Congratulations. Wow, that's fantastic. Thank you. Yeah, so I'll spend the next hour just having you ask questions to me about the podcast. Um, no, <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> um, no, but it's been a fun ride. And it seems like, you know, we kind of were joining at the similar time. We were pretty new when we spoke to you all the first time. It really meant a lot um, that you said yes. And y'all were also fairly new, hadn't even released Anatomia yet. And yep. now here we are, your website is just full of shit that's sold out. So congrats for a successful year and a half. Thank you. I, we appreciate that. Thank you so much. Yeah. You, you, you know, on expectation, above expectations, below, like, how are you feeling? Um, I would say that we're, geez. Sam, what do you think? <laughs> like you said you said expectation wise like how are we feeling yeah like compared to how you were feeling a year and a half ago like has this been better than expected you know on kind of on par way worse <laughs> better. i'd say better than expected oh yeah definitely I, easily i would say i mean you know it's it's still all very surprising to us like you know we're not we definitely never came in thinking like hey we're gonna take over or anything like that and i mean we're we're by no no means like close to <laughs> to kind of like the, the crazy visions we might have uh, deep, deep in uh, sleep at night. <laughs> but, uh-huh. uh, but no, I mean, it definitely is. Uh, it's gotten better. And I think with each release, it gets a little easier. And uh, I, I exaggerate saying little because there's always difficulties that present itself with every new release or any new project, you know, I think you tackle. But it's definitely gotten better, I think. Yeah. That's I, great. I'm, yeah. That's cool. We all have worked with sticker vendors. You've worked with art card vendors. You've worked with slipcover vendors, books, uh, bookcase, like uh, the booklets that go inside the case. You've worked with artists. Like, y'all have done a lot. You've worked with uh, uh, VHS now, right? You have There's some stuff coming out through, uh, yeah. what is it, Lunchmeat, right? Yep. Lunch yeah, we, meet. Just, mm-hmm. we just collaborated with Lunchmeat for the first time, which is cool. Y'all, <laughs> your Rolodex is growing for all these, uh, all these vendors, and so hopefully that's making it easier for you, too. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I'd say it is. It's also we're also pushing pushing each other kind of like to to top ourselves with each release or to kind of have better quality with some of the things with each release. So we're trying to do better and better as we go. So it it opens up a little bit of difficulty, but it's also like a nice challenge. Yep, I love that. Well, where where are y'all selling now? Because I still go to Big Cartel and buy direct, but I know that you have uh, standard editions. So like, where are y'all on like Amazon and stuff now? Like where, where are all are you selling now? Uh, right now we're just doing, uh, um, I mean, we have standard editions of Funky and Warped. Uh-huh. We're working on getting new standards of Anatomia out. Um, probably within, by the end of the year, we'll probably have Anatomia ready again. Um, but at the moment we're just, we're just selling on our site. I mean, We've thought about opening it up to Amazon. Uh, beyond that, we we have sold standard editions to uh, Diabolic DVD, Orbit DVD. So they've carried our stuff in the past. And um, there are a few other whole, wholesale retailers that that have wanted to pick up our stuff. So we, we might also sell to them sooner or later. Okay. 
Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. All these decisions you have to make along the way. Um, so that's that's good news. That was one of my questions, actually. Is Anatomia ever coming back? So the standard edition is not totally sold out. It's just a matter of currently not available. Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, that's good news. Um, and because I know some people are going to want to be complete on y'all. <laughs> <laughs> and not have to pay eBay prices to do it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's no, for sure. Yeah, we want to be better about that. I think it's something that, you know, we started we started discussing a little bit more, too. We want to try to, like, keep kind of like a steady roll of, you know, standards for people. Because, yeah, we want to. Well, one, it's nice so that people can actually, you know, have owned the film. Just it doesn't even matter. Like without without the bells and whistles, you know, just own the film and yeah. whatever, like special features that are there. But um, also so, you know, it helps us get our name out there a little bit more, too, <laughs> you know, because if you limit yourself at the collects edition, then. It's not the greatest. So yeah, no, we've been talking about it more, trying to be better about it for sure. But I mean, so I don't know how much y'all know about what I do outside of this. This is like a fun hobby of mine, but like I work in tech sales, right? And I, I have a kind of a background in selling AI. And one of the biggest questions you get, no matter what size the company is, if it's two people uh, that are taking the boutique Blu-ray world by storm, <laughs> or if it's like a $20 billion company, the hardest thing is demand planning demand prediction right Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because if you knew how many units you were going to sell you could go like just get a loan and like produce those units so they're ready right um but you can't there's no crystal ball so you kind of have to like guess and i guess your guessing just gets better the more you do it yeah Mm -hmm. that's probably accurate yeah because with anatomia we i mean we so we sold really well and we had we had leftovers for standards and stuff and you know, those sold over time. I mean, we did sell some to Orbit. We did sell some to Diabolic. So we didn't sell them all ourselves. Um, and then, you know, but now, now when it seems like every time we announce the next title or something, then we have people that are discovering us or finding out about us. And then they, they need like titles before that they missed out on. So it's kind of like helping others catch up. So I think once we get more tight or once we announce more titles or have the artwork and stuff reveal we'll probably get people that missed out on funky or centipede and red spell they want you know they'll want standards of those so totally. i guess yeah. it's more timing when when we'll get them when we need to have them yeah ready. that's fun um well yeah that's that's great so that kind of leads me you, you talked about red spell so that's leading to something i was i wanted to ask you all about because I had a huge smile on my face when I saw the release for Red Spell and Centipede, because it's like it felt very uh, like uh, like y'all had a lot of fun in planning how you were going to release this. So can you talk at all about a release strategy? You have like five bundles, right? Is that right? Five bundles, <laughs> and each one has like a different combination of things, uh, different slip covers. Like I love it, man. I love it because it just like it just I don't know. From from my perspective, it seems like y'all are having a lot of fun. Um, but can you just kind of talk about that a little bit, how you decided on the bundles and the, and the decision to make two different slipcases and just that whole process around the release? I, I kind of was pushing for the bundles and <laughs> Sam was a little bit on the fence about the bundles or maybe all the bundles, but I know that we wanted to kind of play with different things and kind of force ourselves to do different things that we, we haven't done yet, like t-shirts and VHS tapes and like a nice rigid box and stuff. So and like a, like a nice comic book, you know, stuff like that. So in order to do that, we felt that bundles might be the best way to kind of bring them to people. So then people could get what they wanted from different bundles. They don't necessarily have to go for the higher tiered bundles, but if they wanted 
to have like a collector's edition with all the bells and whistles, they could go for that. So we were just trying to kind of like accommodate for uber fandom or like people that were just really excited for these two movies. But I know Sam came around on it. I think he's happy with it. Are you happy with it, Sam? No, yeah, definitely. I mean, I think that <clears throat> it was funny because <laughs> especially in the beginning, like the planning, I definitely was super skeptical. Like there's, I, I'm not, I'm not even going to lie because it's just like, like I've seen, you know, like I think one of the most like popular, uh, uh well-known boutique labels like severin you know they are like the kings of like their bundles and i think yeah their bundles are crazy you know like they go really excessive but it's also a good thing um because you know like it when you see all the bells and whistles and some of the insane extras like physical extras that you can get your hands on it's it's very tempting so there is an allure and i understand that so when logan brought it up i wasn't completely like no i'm we're not doing that but I was like, we might be a little in over our heads because, <clears throat> you know, we're still starting out still like and regardless of whether or not Anatomy and Funky did good. So I was like, I was like more on the skeptical side, but I will say the one um, the one uh, extra thing or kind of bundle I did always want to have was the extra slips. Um, but I think that I always wanted to have the extra slips because I like the idea of having a lot of really nice artwork featured and and you know the two type poster arts uh for for centipede and red respectively um i think they're absolutely gorgeous i think a lot of thai artwork is beautiful mm-hmm. um they really amplify some of the like insanity of certain films or badass badassness of uh mm-hmm. others um and especially with like hong kong films i think like thai artwork and hong kong films are like peanut butter and jelly they're like they're perfect the combination um and so that sense i also always in that sense i i did like some of the bundle ideas so that i think and i think logan can can vouch that's something i always wanted and that's also something i took a little bit of inspiration from by seeing um 88 and what they did especially early on with like um their shaw brothers releases um and i really love that they would use a lot of original artwork like poster art um and that was something that i was like we should all like i if we can for a lot of like older movies or movies that are very like i don't know iconic or something um we should try to include especially when you know when the original post arts really beautiful like i think we should try to include it somehow um and featuring it as a slip cover was always a, a a great idea in my head so but yeah the rest of the bundles um i came around to it more towards leading up to the release because then logan would talk to me more about it and we would think about like like how um some of the like different bundles like you like he was saying they accommodate to different people like different fan fan groups like if people are like they're maybe on the fence about it but they just want to complete their air 4444 collection uh-huh. you know they grab the the more minimalistic stuff if they really big fans of centipede and red they might go for like you know the closer towards the end the crazier bundle you know so i i do think at the end of the day it was a good idea and at least on our end seeing the numbers and stuff like it, it worked out and i mean i wouldn't be opposed to doing it again I don't think every film merits it, but that's already a different discussion, you know? <laughs> uh, let, no, let's solve that right here. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> no, no, I, I love I love the honesty. So yeah, I mean, that's the thing, right? Severin's the king at bundles, but uh, Anchor Bay used to do that back in the day, even. Right. Like it's been, like there's been, you know, I mean, companies have been playing around with this idea of like different packaging and stuff. What is it? Blue Underground with Zombie, right? There's like four different covers of Zombie that came out on Blu-ray. Yeah, I think they're all lenticular. It's like three or four. Yeah, they're all like lenticular covers. 
Yeah, exactly. So you you have good company. <laughs> You're keeping good company. And just going through the site, like bundle five, uh, the 181 sold out. Bundle four, the, the the one that I got, which is the hard slip, like the hard kind of case that the discs go in with the comic book, that's 100 sold out. I mean, people responded well, it seems like. Yeah, yeah. I think we sold, did we sell out? Oh. I think every bundle sold out, right? Oh, shit, mm -hmm. I'm looking at it now. Every bundle sold out. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. awesome. So yeah, everything worked out. We were really happy about it. That's great. Um, and the, my wallet thanks you for only doing about two releases a year right now. Um, <laughs> but I have to imagine that y'all want more. Is that, have you, have you thought about, or is it, I know it's just the two of y'all, is it possible to do more now that you've learned a little bit more about the game? Uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, we were actually planning on trying to get two more out by the end of the year, but we're, with, with us uh, moving forward and growing and, and trying different things, we're, we're pushing ourselves to have quality and stuff and, and mm -hmm. try to interview actors or people that are connected to the film. So in order to do that, we kind of have to push, you know, and we have to wait a little bit. So we're trying to get like the next two out. We were trying to do it like in November, or December, more like December, but now it's looking more like maybe January or February where we'll try to get them out. But um, yeah, like next year, I kind of want to get as much out as we have like ever done. Like I want to keep doing that, try to get as much out as possible but without sacrificing the quality or the, the features, you know, the artwork, any of that, you know. So just keep kind of the high level and, and also the choice of films, have the films be just as good as we've, as we've selected so far as well. Yeah, I well, second that. I second that. I love to hear that. That's good news. I mean, I guess there's two things in what you just said. Very quickly, can we give some love to the graphic artist? Do y'all use the same one, or do you do you have different ones depending on the release? Depending on the release, it's different. I mean, we've had um, Z uh, Z did um, Anatomia, and she also did um, Funky and Warped. And then for uh, Centipede and Red Spells, we had a guy named Bimo, who was great, uh, who worked with us with these two. Um, and then we're, we're actually working with a slew of other artists for future films that we're working on right now. So we have like, we have like more coming uh, that I guess we can't announce them yet, but you know, mm -hmm. I mean, we'll show off artwork sooner than later. Yeah, that's, definitely. That's fun. And it, like, are you, do you, um, are you finding people based off of, well, actually, no, the question I really want to ask is, are they watching the movie and then basically making artwork based off their reaction to the movie or do you have any insight into kind of how that works for them yeah we we, we share the movies for them first and foremost so that they okay, can watch cool, yeah. them and kind of get a feel for them and everything we we try to find people that uh can really bring out the best of the movie in an artistic sense um so with z like we you know we shared anatomia with her she watched it and you know we worked with the con we worked on the concept with her for the artwork um, same with BMO, uh, when we worked with him with Centipede Heart and Red Spells, we, we, we worked and kind of retooled what he had, but I mean, for the most part, they come, they come with their own ideas and their ideas are great. And we just kind of like, you know, try to accentuate them, kind of bring out like even more wildness or craziness or whatever it needs to be to match the film, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That reminds me of a, one of my favorite quotes. Uh, I was listening to a commentary for Ticks. Did y'all ever see that movie? Yeah. 
so the Brian Usner was a producer. He wasn't like a writer, but he was a producer. And he came in, he, I think he had like just made Society or maybe he made it a few years before. I can't remember the timeline, but he came in to produce the film and he watched it and he was like, no, the ticks need to be bigger and crazier. <laughs> That's kind of <laughs> when you, I can just imagine based on what you said, I'm just imagining you there like, like, no, like we need it to be kind of crazier. <laughs> like, oh yeah. Oh, for sure. <laughs> no, I'll oh, sorry. Go ahead, Logan. No, go ahead. That's exactly what we kind of have. <laughs> no. Yeah. Like exactly what I was going to say too. Yeah. It's like, I mean, especially for for these past ones, yes, to an extent. I think uh, especially for Red, we pushed a little bit more. Um, and because, you know, also the other thing is we want to, like Logan was saying, it's a very collaborative process. Um, so we also want to get the best out of them. You know, we want we want their art to shine. We want them to we want people to look at the art and not just want to buy it, but be like, damn, that's just good art, you know. So um but even for these upcoming ones that uh, releases after Red Spells and Centipede, which, you know, like Logan was saying, we've already started that process again of collaborating with the artists. We're also we we push them too, you know, we're to, and for certain films specifically, um, uh, you know, the, a lot of these films mean something to us. And I would I especially on the these uh, the next ones, like they are very close, uh, near and dear to me, I would say the next couple of films that we're going to release. And I've I've me and Logan like will when we get a draft or, or a sketch, I'll send it to him. And I'll, if I get it first or something, and then I'll be like, what do you think? And, you know, uh, he'll be like, like, are you actually happy with it? I might say it at first I am, or, you know, but um, then I'm like, I am happy with it, but I do feel like we could do more. And, you know, it's like, it's kind of like inching and inching closer to what we want, but also allowing the artists to keep their style and like yeah. their integrity. You know, it's like, yeah. cause I've never, I, I feel like the last thing we ever want to do is tell an artist to do something that they don't want to in terms of like, um, their style compromising their actual style and their signature you know so that's something we we definitely don't want to do and that's kind of part of the process as well as um when it uh when it goes into selecting the artists um we kind of look at the artists and also see what have they done and how can we use like what they've done their previous work and channel it into this certain film for because uh again like logan was saying we work with z twice you know anatomia and funky force warp so it was like consecutive um we love her and we would definitely work with her again but for red and centipede we were like i think we need something different a different style and we when logan logan's the one who found bemo's art first um and i saw that when he sent it to me and i was like this guy i think he could definitely do it it's like just something about it yeah. you know so yeah it's a, it's a fun process it is a lot of work because you know it's collaborative but it is really fun and it's rewarding because when you get to see each pro each like stage of the art it's great it's a great feeling it, it's almost the way you're talking about it reminds me of like picking a tattoo artist, right? Oh, <laughs> yeah. I think Logan could talk about that, about, uh, that more than me. Uh -huh. that more. He has more, more tattoos. <laughs> uh -huh. um, no, but I will say like, I thought the, um, the box for Funk, for the Force collection was okay until I saw the films and I was like, it's perfect. Like <laughs> it, it has that kind of like Obayashi vibe to all of them, you know, where it's like, it's almost like a mixed art project. Like it's definitely a movie, but like it's that mixed media kind of project. And I think the box is like perfect for it. Um, and Thank then I'll, on the centipede art, dude, that is a beautiful rigid box. Like, wow. <laughs> like that is, that is amazing. I love it. Thanks. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you yeah. so much. And thank you for purchasing, by the way, that. that yeah. Uh, yeah. Thank you for purchasing. Because earlier I wanted to, I wanted to get that in earlier, but I, we were just, we just kept going. No, thank you so much. That's actually, that's um i was funny i had a couple of friends on instagram reach out to me too and they were like 
uh, oh, I went for this one or for that one. And I had several who said they went for that one. And I was like, honestly, and not even from a sales perspective or salesman perspective, I was like, if if like I was on the outside looking in, that's the one I would have gone for too. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. The, the comic book. Well, I just, I mean, I feel like out of place with a lot of kind of collectors because I don't collect stuff. Like I don't have t-shirts and I don't have dolls and I don't have like, like the Funko stuff. I don't like, I just don't like, we live in a small house. We kind of made that decision. So we don't have a lot of space. Right. So like my 5,000 movie collection is already like way too much space. I can't collect stuff on top of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so it was like, I was so happy when I saw that. I was like, okay, I don't have to figure out what to do with the t-shirt or something. Like I just get to go celebrate the, the good art here. But yeah, no, of course, man, I, I'm, I'm more happy to do it. I can't wait for it to come out. Um, so uh, I know you want to keep some stuff under the lid. Um, so I won't push you too hard on what's coming next. I, I'm curious though, how many titles, just, just at, the, at the highest level like of detail, just at the highest level, how many titles do you currently have under license that you're looking to figure out a way to release in the next like five years or 10 years or whatever? Can you talk, can you talk about that? Um, hold on, let me count. I mean, we have at least, um, like, we have, like, six that are, like, that we've already announced that are, that we're placing, that we're placing for, like, uh, next year. Um, and then we have, like, a slew of other ones that we're, like, we're kind of, like, we have our sights set on, and we can pick up, but we're, we're sort of focused on this, these six at the moment um but there are a few other ones that we have kind of like are like hands-on that we've already kind of like claimed if you will like we've already discussed and we've already yeah. kind of worked worked out the contract and everything it's just a matter of signing mm -hmm. yeah, we're kind of waiting after um we get these two out before we sign anything else just to be you know just to get stuff done so we can just take it off the checklist yeah 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 but yeah there's i mean the next six that we've already announced those like I would love to get them all out next year and then maybe, you know, get out a couple of other ones just for good measure. That would be awesome. But, you know, it's really just about kind of like because a lot of them like like with Red Spell and Centipede, it was it was easy to pair them together because they they not only have like a thematic um, kinship, but they also have like they're from the same production company. They have, mm -hmm. the, same, they have the same screenwriter. They have um, like a similar there's like one actor that's the same in both they're, they're they have like different uh similarities between them and everything so it was easy to kind of pair them together some of the other ones are a little harder i know like red to kill and running kill for instance which we're pushing to have next they they share the same director um but little else right sam it's just the director right yeah just, i mean it's just the director and then, i mean i guess they're both cat three films cat three exploitation films so that's true. Somewhat of the style, you know, I guess the style. Yeah. We're, we're, we're trying to pair things together, though, for people. So yeah. like, they can kind of buy together. So we're not just going to release one movie anymore because it's it's just easier for people. If they want to buy two, they can save on, save on shipping, depending on where they are in the world and everything. Yeah. And just kind of make it easier and also just have as much as we can offer to people, you know, just to make it like a nice kind of process for them visiting our site so ah, okay i didn't know that so y'all so your strategy is to kind of go two at a time unless there's a box set down the line yeah i would i would say two at a time i mean we were discussing doing three actually uh for uh 
for one pairing there was like a third that i wanted to kind of have in there kind of just like throw in there like something like completely different than the other two <laughs> um but i mean we're still we're still kind of working it out i think like two at a time is kind of easy for us right now like because we did we did one at a time two at a time's kind of easy i don't know if like three or four at a time is in us right now, I'd love to do that. I mean, we have the movies. It's just more about like making sure all the booklets are, are good and, and the stickers and everything is just right and ready. I'd have to talk to Sam about it and see if he's up for the challenge of doing like something like four. Like I know like Mondo, when they started, they, they did like maybe one or two and now they're doing four, but it's been like a nice slow crawl to get to four. No, you read my mind. I was just thinking about Mondo because they they're they're big on bundles as well, right? Um, and they just announced their first box set for October. Mm-hmm. But they've been they've been around longer than we have. But yeah, I mean, we're still trying to push ourselves. If we if we can try to get that done sooner, that'd be great. But um, yeah, you know, a, lot of, a lot of these people have teams as well. I don't. I think Mondo's pretty small. That's just a matter of probably experience, but. Um, a lot of these people have teams as well. Like, there's no way Severin is three people, right? Like, there's a whole team kind of hell no. Together. So yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. So I mean, I think y'all are doing a fantastic job. Um, and whatever it is, I'm not trying to pressure you. I just think it's it's kind of cool to hear the way your brain works, because um, it's you know I think there, there's something else I wanted to tap into, which I said two things a while back. We kind of got, uh, but, but this is the second thing. I think you made a comment to Ryan on the disconnected podcast or, or uh, YouTube uh, channel the other day that I thought I really liked because you said that, you know, these are films that y'all liked and just nobody was putting out. And that's kind of how you got started. Right. And you're just sort of like, well, someone needs to do it. So might as well be us. And I just think it's, it's cool to see from, for me, just kind of sitting back and watching, like if, if y'all were just goofing around, like making movie recommendations to people, it turns out that people really dig them, right? Because now they're selling out and like, it's working. Like you have good taste. Uh, thank you. <laughs> I mean, obviously we don't want to, we don't want to toot our own horn or anything like that. <laughs> but no, I mean, a lot of the films like, like again, and I don't want to regurgitate too much either. And Logan, I know can attest to this very much is that they mean a lot to us. And, you know, like for example, Funky and Warps, like um, it was like about, a year or two years ago when Logan mentioned them to me and I actually wasn't even aware of those films and I like I was already big into a lot of Asian like just genre cinema um but I wasn't aware of those two and then he he nudged me to try to watch them and I remember seeing clips of it and then like I remember once we you know after Anatomia fast forward uh, two years after and then Anatomia happened and then he was about to get like two of his kind of grail films you know released by by our company um so that's you know that's that's the level of like like how we we treat these films like it's um kind of labors of love because they mean a lot to us and if somebody else is releasing a lot of the films that we're releasing we would want to see the same amount of effort if not better um so i think with funky uh warped especially that's kind of like uh one of the the most kind of like uh, i guess personal releases especially um because i think it's something that what uh like again coming at it from logan's experience something that he's always wanted to see get like a wider release because the dvd was like completely out of print for funky yeah, um yeah, yeah. and, and warped know. was only festival right yeah yep mm-hmm. 
exactly and then that's similar to me now i'm kind of getting my moment now too because because i think uh centipede and red uh logan and me i think centipede and red is very equal i think we're both like very super excited for those two but then like the next couple you know we announced like run and kill red to kill run and kill red to kill are like two of my favorite like horror films exploitation films ever so those two are like very near and dear to me i want to like try to do the best we can kind of like similar work we did for funky warp like you know so yeah i mean it like from what how you said it they these are kind of like in our in a way like our recommendations in in some way like these are movies that we would buy as soon as they drop you know these are movies that we have watched and we love you know we've watched multiple times um either one of us or both of us um so yeah that's the level of like seriousness like we kind of we kind of like take when when approaching any of these and it's also the way we pick because yeah there's going to be some films that uh probably in the future that we've heard of but we haven't seen or um like you know it's just like that that's the rarity maybe of the film we have never even seen it but we know the notoriety or the the legend behind it so that will probably happen but i can say for the most part most of these films like they've they've been um watched by us before we have known about them already for a while you know and plus, I'm sure that y'all are always watching new stuff. I mean, are y'all going to festivals now or are you mostly looking to release like, you know, I guess, uh, what's the what's the word for it? Well, anyways, like, you know, like older films, like films that have already been released. I, I'd say both. I mean, we want we want to do both, I would say, as we look into mm-hmm. the future. I mean, a lot of the stuff that we've announced have all been they're all older stuff that we're doing, like exclusive restorations of and, and bringing back you know, for people or bringing out for the first time. Mm-hmm. But I know that Sam and I both want to, you know, release some new stuff. I mean, we've discussed it. We have stuff like on hand that we're interested in signing. Um, so, and um, I was actually just talking to Sam about, about some stuff before we made the call. Like I was like, oh, there's this Japanese <laughs> director. I've got these movies, you know, if you're interested, let's let's watch them, you know, together and, and see what we think, blah, blah, blah. So I mean, we're interested in both ways for sure. And we're, we're in, hopefully one day we can even, you know, do like a, um, our own thing. I mean, I've talked to Sam about like doing like a, something easy would be like an anthology, you know, hiring like a couple of directors to kind of do a, a short or something and then kind of weaving them together, having someone do a, um, a wraparound. Yeah. So we've, I mean, we've discussed that too, which would be awesome. We'd love to do that. It's funny, you know, I, just the way that the particular way that I happened to grow up with with regards to film, I didn't see a lot of anthologies, but I'm in the last three years or so, I've been doing like full director runs, like everything Fellini did or like everything Jodorowsky did, you know, like, like just everything and trying to find, sometimes I have to go to YouTube, but for the most part, a lot of these famous guys have like, you know, real releases of stuff, but I'm, I'm seeing these anthology films for the first time. Some of them are great. Like it's a really cool way to get exposure to different directors and see their names and start to dig into the other work they've done. And that I think I, I like where your head's at. Yeah, and I I love personally I love anthologies. I grew up on <laughs> anthologies. I mean, even down to like TV shows like Twilight Zone and stuff like that. You know, anthology shows too, Creep Show, all that stuff. So yeah, it's it's just something I have like a an affinity for and a love for. So I think it'd be really fun. And if we did like something wild and crazy. I mean, tapped a bunch of directors to do something crazy. I think it'd be a lot of fun. So that's just something we talk we talk about. We just kind of spitball back and forth, like little things sometimes. Yeah. Well, yeah. we 
one one day one day when that happens <laughs> well we'll know that you're thinking about it back in uh, october of 22 yeah we'll hop um, thank you <laughs> <laughs> nice man. well i mean even uh, vinegar syndrome did that one new york ninja right not not that it's an anthology right. but i mean that was like their project right like fully their project yeah they, they they took it on and they also i know they recorded a brand new dub or whatever all the sound effects and stuff for it because i think it was it was it didn't have sound effects or, or a dub or something. So no, they, it had no sound. It had no sound at all. So, so they, they did Foley art. They did everything. Yeah, they did everything. Yeah, yeah which, is, which is something we were, we've been talking about too. Uh, I ran into somebody at a con and he was he was telling me that he could help us do like dubs if we want to do dubs down the line. And, and a few of the future releases we're doing, we, we're actually releasing with a dub, like with a dub that's already been made, like an old dub, mm-hmm. like an English dub, I mean. And so uh, we're considering maybe doing like a new English dub for certain titles in the future. Um, we're going to test it and see what people think. You know, I, I would trust y'all with that because one of the problems I have with dubs, I, this is another thing I heard you talking about just kind of in passing on that on the interview with Ryan, but like, you know, we, when you grow up with some of these movies, it's like you're seeing the, in the worst possible way. You're seeing it like <laughs> yeah. edited. You're seeing it with a cheesy dub, and it's like not the way it's meant to be seen. Yeah, yeah. The dub, the dubs are usually really bad. I remember I put on a dub of um, "I Saw the Devil," and it was awful. I had to turn it off immediately. It's the first time I had ever started watching it, and as soon as I heard the English dub, I was like, "Oh, this is bad." I'm like laughing, and it's not that kind. Of- <laughs> I had to turn it off. But a lot of kung fu stuff have have like really bad dubs but sometimes it's endearing like mm-hmm. I personally really like the gamera dubs and shout has the gamera dubs on their dvds but i don't think that arrow has it on their box set so like i i, I need to go back and pick up the shout dvds so i can have those english dubs mm-hmm. for every mm-hmm. movie because i just really like those sometimes and you know so i think it it has its good and bad qualities and if some people like them some people don't but so we we kind of want to like release the films as you know as they're meant to be seen and then if there is a dub and we can include the dub we will you know for people as like an alternate kind of viewing experience kind of like how we have with the centipede and red spells we're offering the animal cruelty cuts as an alternate viewing experience it doesn't necessarily have to replace the original viewing experience but it's there if, if you want you know so mm-hmm. are kind of like that too it's like another way to view the film but not the doesn't have to be the only way. Yeah. I remember when uh, Cannibal Holocaust, I think was the one that released their animal cruelty free, like, you know, version. Mm-hmm. When I first heard that, I laughed just thinking of like, but then when I saw the movie in, in the real, like with, with the cruelty, I was like, damn, I wish I'd watched the animal cruelty free one. Um, <laughs> Cause they just like rip open a turtle. It sucks. Like I didn't like watching it at all. And, um, and so like, I kind of love it. Like that's, you know, like the thing that even if films get famous for this wacky shit, the reality is that behind it is like a really good movie. A lot of times, like there's a reason there, they have a legacy, right? For sure. For sure. Yeah. I mean, I think also a big part of it for us and sorry, I guess backtracking a little bit here. um, When you mentioned uh, Cannibal Holocaust. Yeah. That was like our, that was uh, immediately what we thought when tackling centipede and red we thought back to grindhouse uh releasings uh um uh cannibal holocaust uh, blu-ray 
Um, and I, I, I love that release. I think it's uh, wonderful. And I also thought it was really nice that they included that because I mean, I can, <laughs> I've watched Game of Holocaust many times. Uh, it's one of my favorite films, but you know, I don't always also want to watch it, I guess the quote unquote way it was meant to be seen. I, I don't have the stomach to do that every single time. Right. Um, and it's also a nice way for, if I want to show it to somebody who wants to take that plunge, I give them that option. Um, and it's there. So if somebody's really uncomfortable with that, you know, you before we start. Yeah. yeah. It, what, no, I, I gave you Personally. the option. I gave you <laughs> but, you know, um, so that's same thing with red spells and centipede and it's also it's like an accessibility thing to be honest uh it's it's a way for more people to watch it because there were a lot of people who when we announced it they were like "Ooh, i think i'm gonna have to pass on these because they knew the notoriety yeah. um yeah, 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 yeah. and especially with red spell you know it, it's like red spell is like compare the animal cruelty i would say is comparable to cannibal holocaust and red spell so you know offering those things is important because then a lot of people were actually like oh well now that i know there's animal cruelty they were even saying like on, on commenting on facebook or instagram they were like oh i'm gonna buy it now because i know that there's an animal cruelty uh free cut so you know it's like it's it's nice uh it's it's a nice way to get everybody to watch it who uh, maybe was squeamish about it or you know um for for good reason um and again i don't think it's like tampering or anything like that um because we're offering both cuts you know you have the choice to watch whichever one you want it's just giving another choice same how we were talking about dubbing or subtitles or whatever it's like another way to watch it and it's just like, like i think more accessible at the end of the day i hope one car is listening it's not about not changing the movie it's right. about offering options <laughs> damn you <laughs> <laughs> um yeah right that re- yeah no I, I i love that i think it's right i mean at the end of the day like Diodato wasn't trying to just gross people out. He was trying to make a commentary about the crazy shit that people watch, I think. And I mean, there's probably more to it, but like there was an intent behind Cannibal Holocaust that wasn't just like, let's watch animals get fucked up and people get like, right? Like there was there was a deeper intent there and it's kind of like Solo as well. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize until later, like the first time I saw Solo, I was like, nope, never seeing that again. And then I read kind of some uh, write-ups on it and I saw it through a different lens and I watched it again and I was able to sit through it and I like it. I get what he was trying to say. It's just like certain people are willing to kind of push against that sense of um, comfort to, to, to make their point. Right. But if they, they go a little bit too far, uh, I like, I like the idea of the, of not having to actually sit through the, the torture that was oh, in there. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. So I think y'all are onto something. Um, well, uh, okay. So uh and I told y'all this was just going to fly by, like we're already at over <laughs> 40 minutes. I, I love talking to y'all. So a couple questions, just quick fire. Uh, streaming. What's the future of streaming look like for y'all? Um, streaming. We, we've discussed putting our stuff up ourselves uh, in certain places, perhaps. Like um, I know that Tubi is very easy. You can just kind of just put up your stuff yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know that we're kind of like hoping that we can get something on Shutter. That would be like awesome, just to just because we, you know, we have an affinity for Shutter and we think that our stuff there would be awesome. And if, uh, yeah, if that ever comes to pass, that'd be great. I know that we're we just signed a deal with AGFA to do uh, theatrical, so all our films will be available Good. theatrically. So you can, you know, book them at any of your local theaters or whatever. Scare <laughs> movies on the big screen and. Yeah, so I that's that's exciting. Did y'all talk to Brett over there? 
Yeah, yeah, we talked to Brett. We sent him a couple movies because he wanted to see like what we had in store, and uh, he watched a couple of them, and he he decided to sign us sign all of them. Love so. that. I mean, we had him and Joe on here a few months back. I love that conversation. Those guys are awesome. Yeah, they're great. Um, GFA is like they're just fantastic people. Yeah, we love it, GFA. Yeah, yeah, and they're releasing some cool stuff too. But um, that's cool. So theatrical set, um, streaming. If y'all don't know, um, Joey from Terracotta. Is, is is in the process of starting a shutter but for asian films so he's trying to be like the go-to place for asian cinema with the streaming site gotcha. um, oh wow um so i think he, i don't know i think it only problem is it might be region locked at the moment right. region b um yeah. but i don't know i don't know where that stands for him but just just throwing that out there that's cool that's good to know yeah i didn't know that at all um so other other quick fire um uh, Hong Kong is great. Japan is great. Um, Asia is a big place. I've heard you mention you're digging into some other regions. Uh, can you give any kind of insight into where where else you're looking? Well, I mean, we just announced uh, what three other films, and they're they're from Taiwan. So yeah. th- those are those are like our next place is Taiwan. Um, we have been looking into some. Thailand movies. I've, I've watched a couple screeners from Thailand. Um, we're like considering some stuff there. Um, there's one that we we were considering from Korea. Um, you know, there's I mean, there's a there's a lot of different places that we we do want to look and and dig and and ask about movies and stuff for. I know that we are we're also itching to go back to Japan and release another Japanese film because we have, you know, we just did the two Hong Kong. We have two we have three more hong kongs coming and then we have three taiwan movies coming mm-hmm. and i know we want to kind of go back to japan as well um mm-hmm. yeah anything what do you know have? oh sorry go ahead oh god Sam. oh no no yeah i was just saying i mean uh I've, I've said this also a couple times in like um some other like sit down podcasts and stuff but um i mean it's all of it's fair game like you know any part of asia is fair game and there is so much great um and underseen um films from all around and like i remember i was talking to logan about like uh vietnam and also the philippines you know like mm-hmm. kind of like a lot of underrated stuff and yeah i mean i think um i think hong kong and uh japan just like are like the first ones that are they come to mind fastest for us just because there's so many titles we think about you know uh that are from there um and also that we would like kind of dream releases i guess but no i mean we want to encompass you know all of asia and get as many films from like as many countries as possible because we want to give love to all of it and that's at the end of the day why our our company was born because we wanted to shine light on all asian um uh, genre cinema not just like one or two regions it just so happens that it's I don't want to say easier, but it's it's been a little bit uh, more, um, I guess, facilitating releases from certain regions has been a little bit more, I guess, easy, a little bit more. No, I mean, like, I was talking to the guy, Jared from Mondo, about this, like, you know, the thing that blows me away about them is, like, if you look at Arrow or Criterion or a lot of these companies at Severin, like, you know, they're walking on paths that have already been kind of, like laid out right like someone's already cleared the jungle and like made a path to a certain produced production company or 
like a, a film company or whatever, and they're like producing the films, which is great. Like the films need to get released. But like what Mondo's doing is they're going into the jungle and they're looking for lost tribes and they have this, they have the, the machete out and they're like chopping down branches, making new paths to this kind of stuff. Right. And so I think your whole point about being easier is like, I don't think that's like a negative at all. I mean, the reality is like, as you get to six, 10 releases a year and you have more cash and more time and teams and like all this stuff, then you can go play in these new, these new areas. Right. That's probably just the reality of like building a business. I mean, I would say we're actually more like Mondo because we we actually do the, do the digging ourselves and we've had to find everything ourselves and work extra hard to find them. It it hasn't really been easy. I think I think what Sam means is like once we find something, we kind of stay in that region a little bit because we we end up finding other things. Like we we discover one film and then it leads to like a like a bushel of other films and then we're like, oh well, should we grab them all or should we just grab the ones we think? <laughs> You know, it's like finding uh-huh. treasure and then wanting to grab the whole treasure chest, you know. So, um, but I mean, we're it's a little harder for us though, because like we we are like we are going in alone and we are digging alone. So then when we do find something, we we pay all the cost to have it restored ourselves. We're not working with I mean, we worked with other people for funky and warped, but for everything else that we've done, we haven't worked with anyone else. Right, so right, right. It's, it's like we're putting in our own stuff and it is a little harder to uh to manage that and then um and then also kind of we have looked in other places it's just um it's it is it's time consuming you know like we we have like we'll find movies and then we talk to the companies some companies want too much money it's a it's a lot of a lot of behind the scenes stuff you know i think it's it's easier for someone to say release this movie than it is to actually release it in most cases because you have to reach out to that company because most are operated by or owned by a company and then the company wants maybe too much money for it or maybe the materials aren't available you know there's i mean there's all different kinds of hurdles that you face when you do find something uh or don't find it even yeah the way you said that the way that you know the the way that i kind of think about y'all and and tell me if if you hate this but um there's 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 a group of of labels Deaf Crocodile is one that's kind of focusing mostly, looks like mostly in Europe out of the gate. There's a company called Malwu in the UK, which is focusing on Africa and Latin America. There's Y'all, which are focusing in right now, it seems like a lot of, you know, kind of Southeast Asia, although I know you're talking about expanding. Um, But like, there's this group of basically like passion-led labels that are coming out and saying like, hey, we're just going to release the films we like and hope there's an audience. Um, and I and I love that, and I love the fact that the market's supporting that. Um, you know, looking back 18 months ago, was there? Did you know that the market would support it, or were you just hoping that it would, and you're happy the bets paid off? Um, I think that that's a good question. Um, no, I think so. Going back to kind of like how it started, it's like we saw kind of there was like there was a gap that like i i think needed to be filled which is there wasn't in the u.s um a company that just specialized on asian you know cinema and even i mean even overseas i don't think there's one only specific company that specializes i mean yeah you have 88 you have eureka and they put out a lot of asian you know cinema um especially you know recently hong kong stuff but i think that was um that was kind of the leap of faith you know that we took that was like when we would joke around 
there was truth to it because we were like we if there was a company like that here i mean yeah there, sure there's you know what media blasters or you know tokyo shock or whatever but um sorry oh yeah do you say discotheque yeah 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 exactly discotheque like but you know these these um they're they're kind of more like um kind of like how you mentioned like kino they're like factory labels yeah, like they're just yeah, yeah. yeah they're just like pumping out like movies and, you know, <laughs> yeah, they're kind of you know and but and i and i own a lot of their movies i'm not knocking it you know um but there's kind of not there was not really a boutique uh label dedicated to asian uh you know genre cinema so that was that was a little bit the leap of faith but again we were also both of us kind of embedded in like different horror communities and also big collectors already um so we we kind of studied it inadvertently just by participating in it because locally we talk about it all the time and i would talk about it with other you know fellow like collectors and and horror heads on instagram on facebook or whatever you know so kind of just years and years years of being embedded and also uh kind of knowing like not knowing the game because obviously we're still learning the game but um knowing that there there was a lot of people wanting a lot of films released that were not getting any attention um that that was again that what i keep saying is like the leap of faith we were like we should do this because nobody else is doing it and you know sure enough like it seems like people kind of like what we're doing <laughs> so Thankfully. And, and I'll say like, we've, you know, we've, sometimes we have had some doubts in ourselves, you know, I mean, I know I've voiced some doubts sometimes about like maybe prices or something like that. Um, and we've considered doing selling a different way. Like, like you mentioned, vinegar syndrome have their partner labels. We've considered joining the partner labels way, like, you know, way back before centipede and red spells, obviously we thought about it. Um, but then we just, you know, we decided against it, you know, with our, with our releases and decided, you know, to kind of take the leap on our own. And thankfully it's worked out, you know, I think it could have, it could have easily went the opposite way. <laughs> it's uh, yeah, I think, somehow you know we did well and and we have to give it to our fans and, and people that support us really because i mean without them we're nothing you know we, we couldn't we couldn't release anything without them so as long as we keep getting their support we'll keep putting money into more movies and really digging and discovering more movies and finding more movies and, and putting the money into restorations and interviews and whatever it takes you know awesome artwork you know whatever it is so people are really satisfied mm-hmm. keep, i love keep- that there, there's this there's this you know, interesting kind of like discussion around, we don't have to go deep into this now. I'm just thinking like in the DVD days, in theory, like everything was released, right? It, right. Although that's not entirely true, but in theory, like it was easy to release something and like you had a hunch that someone was going to buy it. So there's a ton of companies that popped up and produced like bad releases, but there was a lot of releases. I mean, a lot of stuff has been released on DVD. Oh yeah. Um, but I think the thing that's interesting about Blu-ray uh, kind of transitioning into 4k but but this market now as i see it just being a part of you know collecting then and being a part of collecting now is like like force collection is coming out and you're hearing from the directors and you're getting this like immersive experience and like that's the definitive release of that movie like it's, it will most likely and i you know hope you know hopefully for those directors i i stand corrected but it will most likely never have a release like this right mm. And I think that in the, one of the things I think is really cool about the market right now overall, and then also tying into what y'all are doing, 
is these movies that are coming out from the boutique companies, they are getting the best release that movie will ever get. And I, and I love that. Yeah, I mean, we love that too. Yeah, I mean, especially when it's our favorite films, you know, some of our favorites, we yeah. like, okay, we can stop buying them for the time being. <laughs> <laughs> well, last question then, it kind of ties directly into what you're just saying. Do you feel love when you reach out to people and interview them and they see the product after the restoration and they see the art, like, are they, are you, is there a lot of love in the room? Like, are they really appreciating what you're doing for their films? Yeah. I mean, um, I mean, going back to our very first one, Anatomia, I mean, Yoshihiro, he was, he was a pleasure to work with and, and, you know, we send him copies. I'm going to send him the VHS tapes now. Cause he, I don't, <laughs> I don't think he's seen those yet unless he, he saw our social. I don't, I haven't told him yet. So I was going to, um, kind of surprise send those to him and and we've even had directors of other films that you know that we admire that that bought centipede and red spells and you know he reached out to me he like a japanese director and he's like oh you know these look awesome and i'm gonna send him some extra goodies you know to make him happy too so sure. I, yeah i mean they're super excited i mean the um yoshihiro was really happy with how everything looked and we even worked with him to have his own artwork like with the little like art card things. I mean, he, he took the time to, to make that himself. Like he wanted it part of our release. So, you know, we included it, you know, on, on his behalf. He, I mean, he was thrilled. And um, I know like the directors of Funky and Warped are also, you know, really appreciative of what we've done and, and released them, you know, us and also um, Third Window. And then uh, sadly the director of Centipede Horror has passed away, but Titus Ho, you know, we did an interview with him and I've talked to him through email and everything. And he's really excited to get the, the Blu-ray as well. You know, <laughs> he, he, you know, he, he's kind of like still floored that people are even interested in these movies. I think with, especially with Red Spell Spells Red, I think obviously there's a little bit of um, trepidation about releasing it from like, you know, if it's your work, you know, it feels like, oh, maybe you know, after so much time has passed, a lot of stuff isn't viewed the same way in terms of the animal cruelty and stuff. So I know like he he kind of felt a little weird about it at first, but I think, you know, he's he's kind of gotten used to the idea and is and is very excited, you know, once he's seen everything and, and all of that. And and yeah. He came around. So Logan, I've heard that so far tonight I've heard that you've had to convince Sam on the bundles. You've had to convince the director to release their own movie. <laughs> so it seems like you're, you're the salesman here. Um, I mean, he's nice. He's he's great. And I understand the trepidation and everything. It's, it's just, you know, some of these movies, I mean, some of these people that participate in these movies, they 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 only did it one time. Like the actresses in Red Spell, it was their only feature. And then never again, you know, they got married, had kids, forgot all about it, you know, lived their own lives. So they don't, they, they forgot all about it. So it's kind of like bringing it back and trying to conjure up that magic again to get them on board. You know, it's hard in some ways, you know, we, we would have loved to interview a couple of the people for these movies that we just couldn't get because it's been so long and they just yeah. kind of want to live it, live it down, you know, kind of get away from that a little bit, but you know, I, I'm still proud of the movies and I think it's fun to put them out there. No, I love it. Um, well, y'all, please keep doing what you're doing. I hope we come back in another year or two or three, whatever, whenever we come back around and <laughs> dollar up to 12 releases a year. 
and you're, you're blowing it out <laughs> oh with, my God. with multiple bundles. <laughs> um, <laughs> hey, I mean, y'all are everything you've done so far has been gold, so I hope that continues for you. Um, just strictly on a personal level, not to put you on the spot, but I'm curious, what what's a release you really loved in the last few months? I, I mean, from anywhere, just what's something you're watching right now? Take it, Sam. Take it. Oh, um, there was there was one that came to mind. Well, actually, no, you know what? I I actually just recently posted this on Instagram. Um, it's um, there's a movie. It's a uh, from Japan. It's a, uh, uh, came out during like the V Cinema kind of movement in yep. Japan, and it is a a, a V Cinema uh, a V film from Japan. It's called Cyclops. Uh, came out in the eighties. Uh, by I might be butchering his last name, George Ida or Aida um and that was released by a company in europe i can't remember if they're you i think they might be germany um but it, they release media books uh and they focus a lot on um asian like horror exploitation uh kung fu martial arts stuff um and they released a media book of it with like several different covers i happened to get like my second favorite cover first time it's been on blu-ray i believe it's the first time it's been on dvd um and that was uh, an amazing release because they also even got the director to do a new interview um they got a couple other little features here but uh yeah it's like a beautiful hd transfer um it's like a crazy body horror uh just gooey goopy (laughs) rubber latex (laughs) dripping everywhere um i think uh anyone who loves Cronenberg, anyone who loves Yuzna, Stuart Gordon, they would uh, dig dig their teeth into this release. I think it's wonderful. Unfortunately, the media books, I think, are sold out in most places. However, they did put out standards. Um, I think you have to be region free, though, because I think it's region B, um, but it's well worth it um, because I don't know who would release it, uh, who else would release it, but the company is called Cine, Cine Strange, Cine Strange Extreme, I think. Um, <laughs> We're amazing. That could release it, Sam. Oh yeah. Well, we know we know of one company. <laughs> yeah, we might be able to. We'll have to get in contact with them or something. <laughs> but yeah, that I highly recommend uh, anyone seek that one out. They might have some media books in some places. Um, they have a standard, like I said. So definitely check that out. I think it's an amazing film, and it's a really stellar release. I think it's like an underrated release. Unfortunately, they're still I think not as big yet. So yeah. I love that. Some of the German media book companies are great. They, some of the releases are beautiful. So, oh, for sure. I'll I'll make sure to check that one out. What about you, Logan? Um, I I've been collecting a lot of like things, like you were saying, and back in the DVD age, like anything could get a DVD release. You know, like anything. So there's a lot of uh, Japanese kind of like movies that dropped on DVD, and then they'll never be released again because they look ugly. <laughs> sound ugly and uh so i kind of like go and try to collect those you know and just watch them because like they're not streaming and nobody nobody even wants them to be streaming so that's the only way i can like kind of find them unless i really dug online so a lot of that pretty much i haven't really bought a lot of new things there is there is a um because we're like we're we're kind of like uh facebook rats you know we're in we're in those like groups the the collecting groups the cult groups you know we're in all Mm -hmm. those you know collectors and fans for form yeah, yeah yeah and there's a uh there's a guy that does uh indonesian stuff and i love his stuff i always buy his stuff he only does like i don't know 20 25 
that's it. Like that's all he'll make. But he he'll take like these Indonesian movies that you can't get anywhere, and he'll he'll buy like all these different copies, and then he'll he'll source the best copy, and then he'll kind of cut things in. Like he did uh, Queen of Black Magic, but there's like five minutes missing from like <laughs> from like the the version that you can catch from Mondo or on Shutter. So he put that in, even though those five minutes are like in a really bad like you know, the quality is bad and it's like in a bad aspect ratio compared to the rest of the film. It's still cool to see the complete thing. So I kind of collect those. I've been buying those recently, but he's got his own Facebook group. It's called Indonesian Fan Project. And you got it. Okay, I'll look that up now because I I don't know if y'all know this, but I spent high school in Indonesia. Oh, really? Um, Oh, wow. Yeah, and uh, I didn't see a ton. I mean, I wasn't like as into movies back then. Um, but later in life, as I discovered like some of the crazy stuff coming out of Indonesia, I certainly, you know, I was drawn to it just of my experience there. So I'm going to be all over that. I'll look yeah, that up yeah. Some of, some of them are really good. Sometimes he gets a print, like a 16 millimeter print and he can like scan it or whatever. And it looks all right. You know, other times it's just, he's sourcing like old VHS tapes and he's marrying them with like a DVD quality and he's kind of like <laughs> making the best amalgamation of this movie that you've ever seen, you know, with all the missing bits and nudity and stuff. So I mean, it's it's fun just watching it, you know, as an artifact, you know, and to keep the movie alive until us or someone else can really find them and get their hands on them. So mm-hmm. this is this is totally a tangent and we don't have to go down there. But I wish people knew that Indonesia was like a 98 percent Muslim country. I think it would totally change the way people saw Muslims because like they're so relaxed compared to what people think about when they think of like Islamic country, you know. Yeah. The country's so cool and so chill and the people are amazing and like like there's nudity in the movies like you just said like <laughs> it's just a totally different environment it's so it's so much closer to the philippines than it is to like um, you know saudi arabia or something in terms of the, the culture um well uh yeah so i'll check that out thank you but um uh, just an idea for y'all um recently there was a beautiful biography put out about rudy ray moore called thank you for letting me be myself i just got in the house of psychotic woman book from severin beautiful hard book like it's so if if y'all ever you know i think one of the things i'll just put this in seed in your mind and if you've already thought about it then you know forgive me for giving you ideas but just count it as another notch towards a good idea but like people buy books i buy books i think a lot of people (laughs) buy books and the stuff that y'all are doing (laughs) <laughs> is like not a lot of people know like the backstories and there's beautiful art like you said so if you ever put out books you got one person who's going to buy them for sure <laughs> thank you and we have we have talked about this yeah uh i could i could i could say that it's something that we want to do in the future for sure um we'll see but that's something that i would definitely be interested in doing something like that in the future i'll make you write yeah. on the same so, again? I'll make I'll make Sam write it all. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Okay. Uh, I asked for thirty to forty minutes. We've been going for an hour and twenty. Thank you. Oh really? Uh, or so close to that. Thank you both. Um, anything else you want people to know about you? you? Oh, one thing I did want to ask. You keep mentioning, hey, we just announced this. Announced this. Where are you announcing it? Is it on Facebook? Where Where are you announcing this stuff? We've been announcing uh, like all our new movies that we've announced. We've announced on. Uh, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, the trifecta. And uh, I don't think I've sent, I, I sometimes I get a little uh, behind on email blasting, you know, pe- for people that have joined up to our MailChimp or our email stuff. So I, I need to do that. But yeah, the, it's usually social media. I need to add 
uh, pages on the website. We were just, you know, we've just been a little busy and trying to sell these two, I guess. Well, stay in the jungles, find that next treasure. Um, seems like whatever you're doing as far as social and outreach goes is working. Um, but um, yeah, awesome. Thank you all again. And uh, yeah, just, just I can't wait to keep buying. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you for having us. Uh, and I appreciate your, you know, your continued support and, and yeah, we'll definitely, we definitely come back for sure. Awesome. All right. All right. Then uh, talk later. Bye. Bye. Peace. Bye.